to relationships. Can you say no to a person that looks good, but you know they don't love Jesus, but you know they don't have the ability to feed, to encourage your soul. You know they don't have the ability to help you become better. They may be attractive. They may be good looking. They may be somebody you would love to be seen with because y'all let's be 1,000. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all be in a place, man, I'm just not trying to be seen with somebody that's not attractive. And a lot of y'all will link yourself with people simply because of the way they make you feel. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Becoming the One podcast. And today's episode is going to be so good. We're talking about the blessing in a season of relationship isolation. This is a video from last fall. But as relevant as ever, as many of us are experiencing heart-wrenching isolation in COVID, especially as single men and women. If you wonder if you've missed your chance or if this world crisis has destroyed your opportunity to meet your future spouse, this podcast is for you. Let's tune in. Hey, what's going on, my amazing saved and single community? Hey guys, it's Jamal Miller. I'm coming to you guys with your Monday word. I wanted to encourage you as we are in a powerful time. I believe this is one of the most amazing times to be alive. Um, It's October the 28th and we are just a few days away from entering into a brand new month. And you guys know I love, love, love the top of the month. I love seeking God for what he is saying, what he is doing. Um, I believe that it is very pivotal as single men and single women that each of you have an ear to hear what God is saying and what God is doing so that you can stay in tune with his purpose for your life. So let's take some time this morning. I'm going to be talking from the topic of the blessing in a season of relationship isolation. The blessing in a season of relationship isolation. I don't know about many of you, but I do know that isolation is a word that we have looked at as a, that's not good. Don't be doing life alone. Don't be alone. Don't be by yourself. Don't, 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 don't. And I'm cool with that. And I'm very much a teacher of don't do life alone. Do not be alone. You need others. But I do believe that there is purpose in a season of isolation for romantic relationships. And I believe that sometimes we do get frustrated, we get fed up, and we do have moments of, God, what about me? When is it my time? When will it happen for me? Where is she? Where is he? Am I am I not doing the right things? Am I not going to the right places? Am I not doing what I should be doing in order to be found? And I just want to encourage you that if this is a place that you have been in, that sometimes you do have to value your season of singleness, not as a crisis, come on somebody, but as an opportunity. Because what happens during the season of time where you are being isolated from romantic relationships, and maybe you're in a moment right now where God is not putting you on display, and maybe you're in a season where you recognize that there's There are some deeper things that are going on within you that God is after 
And you need to just simply surrender to this season. And what we find is that during your time of relationship isolation, that this is not an identity crisis, ladies and gentlemen, but I believe it is an identity opportunity. Can I, somebody just put that in there? Hashtag identity opportunity. If you can spell it right, I-D-E-N-T-I-T-Y-O-P-P-U-R-T-U-R-I-N-T-Y. Identity opportunity. If there's one thing the devil hates, it's a person who's confident in their God. The Bible says in the book of Daniel, those who know their God shall do great exploits. I'm not just talking about the identity of who you are. I'm talking about the identity of who God is. We find when Jesus was led into the wilderness that his temptation during the wilderness was what I would call a opportunity for us to see what isolation looks like. When you're in a season of isolation and God has you in a place where you are not being seen and you cannot be found or recognized, there is going to be temptation. But I believe temptation is simply a test in order to fortify you for your future. So we find there are three things that the enemy tested Jesus with. The first one, he says, hey, I want you to turn those stones into bread. That was a test of the lust of the flesh. You need to know as a single man and as a single woman, the various tests that you are going through right now are for the purpose of fortifying you for your future. The first test that you're going to go through, the blessing in this is going to be the test of the lust of the flesh. Do you have the ability to say no to things that look good, but they are done illegitimately? So when you come into a time And I believe this is going to happen to a lot of you. When you come into a moment, when it comes to relationships, can you say no to a person that looks good, but you know they don't love Jesus, but you know they don't have the ability to feed, to encourage your soul. You know they don't have the ability to help you become better. They may be attractive. They may be good looking. They may be somebody you would love to be seen with because y'all let's be 1,000. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all be at a place, man, I'm just not trying to be seen with somebody that's not attractive. And a lot of y'all will link yourself with people simply because of the way they make you feel. Some of y'all will link yourself with people simply because the way they make you look, they give you a more uh, steam type feeling. You'd be like, oh, I just love, ooh. Whenever you take a photo with them on Instagram, you'd be like, oh, I know we will get a whole lot of likes because you good looking. And y'all will avoid the true person simply because that person comes with some perks. Simply because this person is a good, uh, and brothers, we know this, 
Brothers do this, and it's called men marrying trophies. Women they can just put on display that have the nice legs, the nice body, but ain't got no brains. Y'all men, we done done it, and it's ridiculous. Y'all keep out here marrying these women that don't know how to pray for you, that don't know how to trust God for you, that all they know how to do is simply look good in a photo that you can pass out to all your friends so they can be like, oh, girl, how you get her? God. She come from that And the same thing for y'all women. Y'all be like, listen, if I can just give me a tall 6'2 chocolate brother. Ooh, you know, and just like so you can make all the other women jealous, make all the other women envious. Y'all better stop that. Jesus said, the, the devil looked at Jesus and said, Jesus, I want you to. I want you to turn them stones, something that wasn't attractive, something that wasn't edible, something that he did not need to put inside of him. He said, Jesus, how about you turn that stone into bread? Mm. Make it something that's, 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 that's good for you. Make it something that's, a, that's appealing to you. Make it something that make you just want to do something you shouldn't. You see what I'm saying? It's the lust of the flesh. That will be the first test in the season of isolation. Can you pass that test? Can you pass the test of not getting with the person that just looks good? That's just attractive. What we call that is preference over purpose. Preference over purpose. Now, hear me when I say this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not telling y'all to marry somebody that you're not attracted to. That's not what I'm saying. Please don't go out here and marry somebody that you're not attracted to. What I'm saying is, is that you need holistic attraction. You need holistic attraction. You need to be attracted to the good, the, the, uh, the, the, the thing you can see, and you need to be attracted to the stuff you can't see. Are you attracted to their heart? Are you attracted to their mind? Are you attracted to their soul? Are you attracted to their feelings? Do you, are you attracted to their passions? Are you attracted? You need to be careful that you don't choose preference over purpose. Purpose is more important. I used to be that, and we do this, we teach this in the one university. There's a difference between negotiable and non-negotiable. Negotiable things are going to be, hey, I would love for her to have long hair, about five, four, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You can put those things, but your non-negotiable, your non-negotiable are going to be, hey, she needs to love Jesus more than me. She can't be out here looking at me like I'm her end all be all. She cannot be out here looking at me like I'm the only thing that's going to make her happy. She cannot be out here looking at me like I'm the only thing that's going to satisfy. Uh-uh. Nope. 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 I'm not. I can't be nobody, God, because if I'm your God, I'm going to fail you quick and this marriage going to end in divorce. They just said, don't forget the dimples. Yeah, you can have the dimples. Mm-hmm. You can't be nobody God. All right, let's keep going, guys. We got two, all right? And so what we find is that Jesus talks about the little flesh. He says, hey, can you turn those, can you turn those stones into bread, right? Can you turn those stones into bread? Now, the next one, ladies and gentlemen, all right, the next one is what we consider the pride of life. 
All right. The pride of life. And with the pride of life is that we begin to see um, we say he says, basically, he says this. I'm trying to get this scripture right. All right. Um, in Matthew. And Jesus replied back in Matthew 4, he said, the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command the angels to turn you and on the hand, he will bear you up, bless you. Now, this other thing, the pride of life was the devil tempting Jesus to say, hey, if you are the if you got this thing, if you run this thing, go ahead and. Throw yourself off this thing. Throw yourself off this city and watch the angels rescue you. This is now you thinking, listen, that no relationship. Hear me when I say this, no relationship. Hey, get into any relationship. When you get into any form of relationship, that this thing will last forever. And when I say last forever, I'm talking about this fairy tale-ness of love. The fairy tale of love being the sustainer. As long as you love me, as long as that we are in love, as long as your feelings do not know your future. Okay? Your feelings do not know your future. A lot of folks go into marriage thinking, as long as you love me, as long as I love you, this thing will not end. Love, my friend, is not a feeling. Love is an action. And just like this devil, just like this demon tried to say, Jesus, go ahead and throw yourself across. Throw yourself off of this mountain and watch. Let's see if the angels will rescue you. And he says, hey, listen, the one person I put my trust in, I don't put my trust in me. I put my trust in God. I'm going to tell you right now, your relationship cannot be dependent upon your ability to sustain it. It has to be Jesus Christ and him alone. You cannot look at your ability to love a person your ability to help a person, your ability to do everything for them. You cannot be everything for them. You are just a man. You have to have that thing established on God and God alone. The Bible says a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. I guarantee you right now, you cannot be everything for your future spouse. You can't. This is why marriages are ending divorce every single day, because folks are fully depending on their spouse to be everything for them. And it's causing for unmet expectations. Did y'all hear what I just said? Unmet expectations, y'all. Oh, I thought marriage was going to be like this. Oh, when I get, if you really, if you really love me, then you wouldn't have done that to me. If you really love me, you wouldn't say that to me. If you really love me, you wouldn't have. You've got to learn how to depend on God. If you're using your spouse or your, your relationship to fill your cup up, they're going to fail you every single time. Jesus is the only person that can perfectly love you. God is the only person that can perfectly love you. I'm sorry. People are going to hurt you. 
People are going to say things against you. People are going to offend you. That's the pride of life. The pride of life. All right. I don't want you guys, hear me when I say this. I don't want you guys to abuse your power, okay, by being manipulated and controlled in relationships. I don't want you to be to abuse your power, your power to love. Listen to me. Do you see your loving, your ability to love as a power? But if you're having to love somebody that doesn't already love themselves, your power is being abused. If you're having to love somebody that is not being loved by God fully, your power will be abused. When they wanted Jesus to throw himself off of that ledge, that was Jesus. Him asking Jesus to use his power in a form of abuse. Jesus, throw yourself off. Save yourself. Do some, prove that you are the son of man. There was an abuse of power. Do not let your love be abused. Because you're loving somebody illegitimately. You were made to love others who were already being loved by God and who already loved themselves. The Bible, he commands us to love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know what I just said? To love your neighbor as you love yourself. So if your neighbor is not loving themselves and you try to love them, your, your love will be abused because their love has not been made full by God. So you've got to be careful with certain people that are coming in your life that are not taking care of themselves. And you come in and you try to take care of them. You can't take care of somebody that's not willing to take care of themselves. Okay? That was that was the second test. Can you love people legally? Can you love people and not be abused? All right, third test and we're done today. All right, third test and we're done today. The lust of the eyes. If any quick route. Um he says in Matthew 4, 50, and again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you only worship the Lord your God. So this last test when it comes to relationships is the lust of the eyes. And this is you. Hear me when I say this. But this is you simply trying to make somebody into something that they are not. This is you trying to make somebody into something that they are not. Stop trying to change people. Okay? Stop trying to change people. People have to go through their own process. He said this. He said, Jesus, I'll give you all of this. The lust of the eye, I'll give you all of this. Jesus said, no, 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 no. 
I can't have all of this until I go through my process. And Jesus' process was crucifixion. He knew I can't have all the kingdoms. I can't have all of this until I am crucified. I've got to go through a painful process before I can attain all of what you're showing me. You are trying to get me to get something in the wrong season and in the wrong time. I am not ready for this. ready for this. Jesus said, listen, you're trying to get me to skip over. You're trying to get me to jump hurdles. You're trying to get me to do something that's not in the will of God. I am going to follow God's timeline versus my timeline. A lot of folks have gotten into relationships because of lust of the eyes, because it was right there in your face. And it was like, well, it's right here. And God did not authorize you to be in that relationship. You were not ready. But because it was what you could see. And the Bible says, do not walk by faith. No, wait, we do not. We don't walk by. We walk. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Sometimes you got to close your eyes and see what God sees in the spirit. What does God see? Father, let me, because right now I'm being mesmerized by this relationship. Father, I'm mesmerized by the potential of what this could be. I'm mesmerized by how I'm feeling right now. Let me close my eyes. And let me know that I walk by faith and not by sight, that I have to see by way of the spirit, that I need to see what you see. Lord, show me what you see. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm not going to allow my flesh to see what is being seen, but I'm going to let my spirit arise. What does God see? What does God see? Because your eyes can be very deceiving. I'm sorry. Your eyes, the lust of the eyes, the devil showed him. He started imagining, oh, wow. Jesus, you didn't think he could have He was like, oh So you telling me If I do get all this I ain't gotta be beat I ain't gotta put the crowns Of thorn on my head I ain't gotta be Slashed with Whips I ain't gotta be spit on So you mean to tell me I don't have to go through waiting years to have sex. (laughs) You mean to tell me I don't have to go through having to be the third wheel? (laughs) You mean to tell me I don't have to worry about my relationship status on Facebook being single? (laughs) You mean to tell me I don't have to go through learning how to deny myself? (laughs) 
You mean to tell me? Don't skip the process. Don't skip the process. Finish what God has started. Hashtag let him finish. Our pastor spoke this word at TLU Live last year. Let him finish. Everybody put that in the chat room and I'm done. Let him finish. When it is God's time, you will know. You don't know what God is trying to deliver you of. You don't know what God is trying to fortify in you. You don't know what chains are being broken by you learning how to go through the process. You don't know what your children will benefit from because of your yes to the season of hardship and a season of isolation and a season in a relationship. You don't know what your great grandchildren will benefit from. You don't know what is going to come out of you simply being obedient to let him finish. Do not abort the process. And so I'm praying for you that as you are in the season of singleness right now, that you will let God finish the work that he has started in you and that you will continue to climb the mountain of God and you will pursue him above all and you will give him everything that you have. I am proud of you. I am praying for you and I'm believing for each and every one of you that your spouses will come in due season. I'm believing God that he will be the right one. I believe in God that she'll be the right one. I'm believing God y'all be able to talk about the season of isolation together and talk about how God challenged you, pruned you, processed you, and now you crossing into marriage will be a season of celebration and a season of opportunity for God to use you at a new level. I speak life into your future marriages. I speak life into your future covenant. I speak life into your future. Hey, I love you. Praying for you. Continue to walk in agreement that God's best, God's best it's just around the corner. The best is yet to come. Hey guys, have a great week. I'll see you guys later. Peace.